the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are all but a blade of grass. You know what that means? On any given day, we could be gone. On any given day, we could be gone. On any given day, God could blow on us and we wither. Do not put your trust in men. It was Charles Wesley who once said, our people die well. What he meant by that was really quite simple, yet still remarkable. Christians have a tendency to finish well if they are indeed saturated by the grace of God in Christ. Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Our time together today will take us back to Isaiah chapter 40, the first 11 verses, as well as verses 28 through 31. It's a test of patience for God's wicked, weary, and waiting people. The title of today's message is simply called Finishing Well, and indeed, that is our call and our lot in life, to finish well, finish better than we began. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Three verses I want you to see there, and I want to keep it moving. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, the voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a pathway for our highway for our what? Now, ladies and gentlemen, what is this other than the Christmas story? What is this other than the fact that Isaiah is preaching 700 years before the birth of Christ? 700 years before the ministry of Christ. For where do we read these words but in Matthew 3 and in Luke 3 where John the Baptist is the voice crying out in the wilderness as a forerunner of the Lord. Make straight his path. And as soon as he said, who shows up? The lovely Lord Jesus Christ in his ministry to save his people. Does he not? This is what Isaiah is doing. He's letting the people of God know God's on his way with a magnificent plan of redemption that is beyond their comprehension. And then again, look at verse 5. Verse 5, and the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Who is the glory of God, saints? Jesus Christ. And we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Isaiah is saying to you and me, we are delivered from all our problems when Christ shows up in our life. See, God's answer to all our problems is his son. Are y'all hearing me? I know you're not convinced of it, but it's so. I know you're not convinced of it, but if you look through your Bible, every time God's people get in trouble, you know what he does? He throws Christ into the mix to deliver them. 
Christ shows up in parables. He shows up in pictures. He shows up in patterns. He shows up in promises. And then he shows up in person, does he not? Every time we get in trouble, the answer for us is Christ. You need to know that as well. And so Isaiah 43 is laying that out. Again, look in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, 40 verse 9. One more verse. In Isaiah 40, verse 9, O Zion, that brings good tidings, that is the gospel, get you up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, that brings good tidings, that is the gospel, lift up your voice with what? Lift up and be not afraid and say unto the cities of Judah what? Behold your God. See, when you get in trouble, you got to behold your God. When you're low, you got to get to the mountaintop. When you're doubting, you got to say, Lord, show me your glory. Because that's what God does for his people when they are in danger of not waiting on God. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So then going back to our four, first point, let me enumerate those, uh, those headings so that we can move on. Point number one, the promise of his coming. It is what they have always what? Waited for. The coming of Christ is what all of God's people have always waited for. Jude chapter 1 verse 14 and 15 describes it this way as they pull it up. The coming of the Lord. Jude chapter 1 14. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these saying, Behold what? The Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. Verse 15. Here it is. To execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. You know what Jude is saying to the church in the first century? Christ is coming and he'll deal with all the wickedness in the world. He'll deal with all of it. Do you believe that Christ will solve all the chaos that's going on in our world? He came the first time in the flesh, didn't he? He comes by the power of his spirit constantly. A bunch of us are saved because Christ came to you in your crisis. Raise your hand if you're a delivered child of God. He came to you in your crisis, didn't he? He delivered you. And then after saving you, he has come again and again and again and again and again. Has he not? Watch this. But you still have to wait on him. You still have to wait on him. Are you hearing me? You still have to wait. So then under our first point as we move, not only is it what we have always waited for, it is the trial for all believers. Waiting on Jesus. I've developed that at length in our opening. I'm going to give you one verse. Luke 21 verse 19 is what Jesus describes as the challenge for all believers in times of tribulation. Now in the world, you're going to have what? Y'all ought to know that. Here's what he says, in your patience, what? Possess ye your souls. In your patience, what? Possess ye your souls. Are you ready? You need patience. How many of you guys agree with me that whenever I mess up, it's because I wasn't patient? I know I'm right. I don't care what you say. I know I'm right. I'm amazed. Again, God has kept me by his grace marvelously for over 40 years, and he's taught me He's tempered me, and he's shown me how that I best accomplish his will when I let him go in front of me. Now, people and circumstances and voices and frequently authorities in my life or people that are very important in my life will often say, Pastor or Jesse or whomever, you need to do something about this. 
And I'll reflect back even to my youngest days as a believer. Are you ready? Every time I have waited on God, watch this, they were wrong and God was right. I still love them. I still want them in my life. They still benefit my soul. But God knows him keeping me from moving forward before the time has worked out right every time. Therefore, I do not lean upon the carnal counsel of the flesh, saved or not. God's counsel is way better than man's counsel. And whenever you are patient, whenever you wait on the Lord, he will come through. I love it the way David put it. Psalm 27, verse 13. Pull it up. One of the Psalms I have richly delved into to show you how the only way you're going to see God's beauty is by a deep, profound meditation on him. David said when he was in trouble, I had fainted. Now, have y'all ever been that close? I had fainted. All my strength is gone. I have fainted unless I what? Believed. See it? The just shall live by what? Unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14, here it is. Here's the principle. Are you ready? Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall what? Strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Did you get it? Did you get it? That's what God is calling Israel to do. Hold your what? Position. Point number four in our first point to move. It is the exposure of the apostates. I want you to get this. I'm not going to treat this at length. I want to move to point number two. Whenever we are in a trial of waiting, you know what God is going to do? He's going to show you those who are rooted and those who are not. He's going to show you those who are true and those who are false. He's going to show you the elect and the non-elect. He's going to show you the people who pretended to know God, but by works denied him, and their confidence really lie in themselves and not in the grace of God. And he's going to show you the people whom you thought, by the way their outward tattered life looked, they'd be the first ones to fall. God has taught me long ago, like he taught Samuel, don't look on a man's countenance. Do not look at outward appearances to determine who's strong and who's weak. You don't know who's strong and who's weak by outward empirical observation. You can't tell if a woman or a man is strong. You can't tell if they'll hold on or hold out. That lies in the secret counsel of God Almighty. Whether God will keep a man, keep a woman, keep a family, keep a church, that belongs to God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? People will count you out because you are a tree blowing in the wind. You're not bearing much fruit at all. Your leaves don't even look good. And they go, he's going to topple over in a minute. He's going to topple over in a minute. And they look and all kinds of other trees are flying by you, already uprooted, flying by you, flying by you, and your tawdry little tree still hanging on. Do you know why it's hanging on? It has a root, a root, a root underneath, a root called Jesus Christ, the foundation and hope of the soul. I may not look good outwardly, but I have an anchor to my soul that has already entered into glory, and I will be tossed to and fro, but he will never let me go. This is what we're talking about. This is why the people of God should not be presumptuous about outward appearance. 
And God will always expose the apostate. He exposed Judas Iscariot. He looked it better than all the apostles. Exposed him. You guys understand that? It was Exodus. That shouldn't be Isaiah. That should be Exodus 32, 1 through 3. You don't have to go there. But remember Israel in the wilderness. And God says, okay, settle them down three months in. And I'm going to give them my law because these are my people now. I got to tell them how to act. And Moses is up in the mount for 40 days. You know those crazy people said, Aaron, we through with Moses. You better make us a God and take us back home. We're going back to Egypt. You know what God was doing? Separating the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats, exposing the apostates from the real people of God. See, you and I have to hold on and wait out in order for us to make our calling and election sure too. Because you and I should not be so proud to think we have taken our armor off when we barely have put it on. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It ain't like we have finished the fight and kept the faith. No, we still fighting. And we're fighting the good fight of faith. And I'm asking God to grace me to keep the armor on so I can keep warring a good warfare until I breathe my last breath. No, faith is not presumptuous. Faith humbly holds the hand of God until he gets us where he has called us to be. Am I making sense? Right. So time will expose the apostate. It will always expose the apostate. Point number two, the perishing of all carnal men. Will you look at Isaiah 40, verse 6 through 8? When it says the voice said, cry, and it said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. And all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, and the flower what? Ah, but here's the reason why. The Lord bloweth on it. Do you see it? In other words, this is is not merely the agricultural phenomena of coming and going. We are all like grass, all of us. All flesh is as what? Every one of us is nothing but a blade of grass. Y'all got that? Now, what is God setting us up for? Here it is. Here it is. He's setting us up for us not to trust in man. You with me? All flesh is like grass. Pastor, did God mean all flesh? All flesh. Your mama, your daddy, your great-grandmama, your great-granddaddy, your uncle, your cousin, your husband, your wife, your sister, your brother, your pastor, your elders. Are you hearing me? We are all but a blade of grass. You know what that means? On any given day, we could be gone. On any given day, we could be gone. On any given day, God could blow on us and we wither. Do not put your trust in men. That's all God is saying because God blows from time to time. He blows. And in his blowing, he exposes those who are not his. Verse 8. Look at verse 8. Watch it. Here it is. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth. But what? The word of the Lord, the word of our God standeth forever. See, now this is where we get in trouble because we don't believe that. If we really did, our faith would stand firm in trials. 
If we really did, we wouldn't look to men to deliver us when we do get in trials, trouble. If we really believe that the word of the Lord stands forever and all flesh is as grass, watch this, then we wouldn't pay hardly any attention to the media, to the news, to the wars and rumors of wars, and all of the political pundits talking about how bad things are, how bad things will be. If you don't do this, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, you better move your money here. Oh, you better. I've been, I've been in this world 57 years. And from the day that God saved me, you know what I've been hearing? The economy is going to collapse. It's going to fall apart. You better move from America. Go to Europe. Now Europe didn't fell before America had. Now where I'm going to move? I can't move to Africa because they're tearing Africa up. And I don't have enough money to go to Mars with the super rich people. Where shall I go to be delivered but to the Lord God Almighty himself? Where shall I go to have a foundation of hope in this crazy, topsy-turvy world but the rock of Gibraltar? Where shall I go to find peace in my soul when the winds come but the shelter Christ Jesus? And all the days of my saved life, this is how I've been living up to the very day. And my heart rejoices in God, my Savior, who has kept me from day to day from all of the carping prognostications of the tumults of men in the media. I am not troubled at all, child of God. When I read the newspaper or watch the articles or go online to prepare my exhortations on Monday with my brothers and sisters, I never, ever talk about the crazy going on in this world. How many of you guys listen to me? I never talk about it. You know why? Because it's nothing. Christ said there will be wars and rumors of wars. Watch this. He said, see to it that you do not be moved by these things. So they are never a diet for me to feed on, and they will never be a diet from me for you to feed on. The goal for me is to know what's going on in God's kingdom and then to tell you what's going on in God's kingdom so you can get with God's plan. Because what I know about God's kingdom is this. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and that kind of peace that so fills the heart that it bubbles over in joy, full of the Holy Ghost. That's what I know. Child of God, that's what I know. I know that I'm at peace in the kingdom. I know the lights are on in the kingdom of God. Because with God, there is no shadow of turning. He is the light. This is what we know. Under point number two, then, the perishing of all carnal men. Proud men are brought low. Do you, do you believe that? Look at verse four. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be what? And the crooked shall be made what? And the rough shall be made what? Now, hear me, child of God. Hear me. This is what I meant earlier when I said, our challenge is the way that God works. Because you and I will shout hallelujah about this verse and fail to understand that this is the winnowing work of God in your soul. Every humble thing will be exalted. And every proud thing will be made low. The areas in your life where you are proud and arrogant and pumped up and puffed up, God's bringing low. You don't like it, but it's so. This is how God comes. Are y'all with me? 
This is the coming of the Lord. You may not like it, but this is what it is. It's his coming. What is he doing? He's coming to deliver you. How's he coming to deliver you? By changing your life, by smashing your idols, by exposing your conceit. All of your carnal plans, God is laying low. And then when he humbles you, guess what he does? He exalts you. He lifts you up. He brings you up. He gives you work. He gives you promotion. He gives you stability. He takes care of your households. He puts you in a place where you can honor him now. Somebody say, Lord, thank you, because that's how God works. That's how he works. Yes, he does that with nations. Yes, he does that with kingdoms. Yes, he does that with kings. Isaiah 44, historically, is about the bringing low of every proud king and the exalting of every humble king. But its application is to you. You may be in a season right now where God is bringing you low. But that's in order to exalt you, right? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may what? Exalt you in due season. See, what I'm saying is you got to learn how God is coming. You got to learn how Christ is coming because he's coming in your life and coming in my life in order to give glory through our life. Am I making some sense? But you got to know he's going to tear you down one way or the other. You're coming down, child of God, because if he doesn't bring you low, you're going to find your confidence in something else other than God. God knows how to keep us low, doesn't he? So under point number two, proud men brought low, idolatry and apostasy what? Scorned. Look with me at verse 18. I love this. There are many places we can go, but I'm, gonna, I'm moving towards my closing point. He says, to whom then will you liken God? Do you see that? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? Then he begins to immediately move into how men create idols. The workman melted a graven image, and the goldsmith spread it over with gold and cast it silver on it. Do you see that? Ladies and gentlemen, do you see that? See verse 19? What are we talking about? Idolatry, are we not? Now, God has just said, to what will you liken me? To what will you compare me? I am the glorious God that fills heaven and earth. How are you going to make anything that compares to me? Pastor, we don't know what you're talking about. Your house, your car, your job, your bank account, your portfolio, your business. I'm going back to square one. Whatever you waste all your time, all your energy, all your thoughts on, you're creating an idol. And you're saying it is like your God, and it is going to be the grounds of your identity and your hope and your joy and your salvation and your deliverance. Are y'all hearing me? Are y'all hearing me? Are you hearing me? You better ask yourself, how much joy do I take in my car? Do I find so much joy in it that it makes me proud? Gives me a false sense of comfort. How much joy do I take in my business? Do I take in my position on the job? Do I take in my status in the company? Are y'all hearing me? Here's another secret place where men bow down and create massive, gargantuan, expensive idols. In the mind. You may not have materialized it yet, but you have a 
fabulous factory in which you are creating all kinds of gods and you are simply waiting your time to roll your God out and show it to the world. Look at my God. And God says, to whom will you even begin to liken me? That'll conclude our time today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan, the Ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We thank you for spending time with us. Trust that as you do walk through God's Word with us, you're growing in grace, growing in your relationship with Christ and your love and adoration to Him. As we conclude our time together today, we would like to remind you that if today's broadcast was an impact to you, maybe it really blessed you, or maybe you've got a question or two that to listen to this program again would help out. Well, we have CDs available when you call or write to us, or if you wish, simply stop by our website and download the audio file from the website. Our web address is grace-bible.com. Rather simple. Again, grace-bible.com. Or contact us by phone at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, the address is 22768 Main Street. And that's here in Hayward. The zip code is 94541. Again, that's 22768. Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541 is the zip code. We ask for $5 per CD, or again, as mentioned, simply stop by our website and you can listen to the message in its entirety or download the MP3 version, grace-bible.com. One final note, we're inviting you to join us for worship. Sunday services are at 11 a.m. with Sunday school at 10 a.m. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study at 8 p.m. We'd love for you to stop by and join us for worship, especially if you're not involved in a fellowship at this time. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We have folks from all kinds of churches all over the Bay Area joining us at 8 p.m. It's a marvelous time of studying God's Word together as a company of believers. Again, For directions, simply go to grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.